right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi guys, and welcome to another new episode of Couch Talks. My name is Kat, and I'm the host. If you're new, Couch Talks is the special bonus episode of You Need Therapy, where I usually take questions that you guys send in to Catherine, K-A-T-H-R-Y-N, at youneedtherapypodcast.com, and I try to answer them as best I can. So we're not going to do that today, but we are going to talk about some very important things, and I want to start this with as always we say this podcast is not therapy i can't give therapy over a podcast i can't give therapy over instagram i can't give therapy over any kind of social media outlet this is just a place where we come and we hope to feel more connected um, less alone and we gain some information and information is not therapy which the reason i took a little longer to say that is because we're going to talk about that idea today And before we get there, so before we get there, I'm getting a little ahead of myself because to be honest, I have a little anxiety recording this episode. So first, I want to acknowledge, I already have some emails that you guys have sent in about the attachment series that we have done. There's going to be one more episode I do, and it's going to be a and a with questions that you guys send in about attachment that you got or came up with or thought of as you were listening to the three past episodes. In that, I have also received some emails that you are upset. And I I say upset, but it doesn't have like this negative connotation. I just have gotten some emails and some messages that you guys are a little sad and disappointed, understandably so, that I'm not going to do an episode at this time on the fearful avoidant attachment style, which I talked about this Monday on the anxious attachment episode. And I talked about why and that also has to do with what we're going to talk about today in general. But my pledge to you is that I will work on creating one. I just want you guys to have the most accurate and the most current information. 
And I don't want to just scrounge up the little information I have and make gross assumptions to help answer some of the questions and things that you want to know, because this is not my wheelhouse. I said in the last episode that a lot of times in trainings that this gets glossed over or it has in the past and there isn't a ton of information. There is information, but there's not a ton that I have um, a great amount of access to or have had a great amount of access to. So I'm going to work on it. I'm either going to do some training myself or I'm going to elicit, is that the right word? Enlist in, (laughs) elicit, I meant enlisten. I'm going to enlist in, I don't even know if that's right. I'm going, guys, what I'm trying to say is I'm either going to figure this out and get some training myself, or I'm going to find somebody who is an expert in this to help give and offer the information that you guys are desiring. So I want you to know that I think that you guys deserve the most current and correct and helpful information. I don't want to just throw something out just because I can and you guys are interested and I know people would download it you deserve better than that. And that the reason that I even created this podcast is not to get a bunch of downloads, but to help people have conversations that they want to have in their lives with the people that they are living their lives with. And this is a starting point for that. Now, with that all being said, today's episode is not the Q&A on attachment and it's not a Q&A at all. I'm, again, going to do that next week. And I will start taking your questions again the week after that for all general couch talk stuff. Today, we're going to talk about something else. And like I said, I'm probably talking really fast (laughs) because I'm a little anxious about this, but I really want to talk about it. So I realized the reason that I'm a little anxious about this is I realize I might get some backlash on what I'm going to say and people might not agree with me and they might have some thoughts about me talking about this. And I am okay with that because I know that I can't please everybody. And if everybody agreed with us and everybody liked us, then we wouldn't be being authentic and that just wouldn't make sense. So we're going to do it. Also open to feedback you guys have about this. Oh, I'm always open to feedback because I am an expert in some things, but also I'm a human and I don't want to feel like I'm an authority figure in the relationship we have via the podcast. I want to feel more like a friend that helps you create those conversations that you want to have in your life. So I uh, started reading this book. And when I say read, I mean, listen to on Audible. And it's called Cultish. And it's written by Amanda Montel. And it's amazing. It's so great. I want to get her on the show ASAP. It's fascinating, all of it. And it has brought up a lot of things in me, particularly around social media therapists and You've heard me before (laughs) become very frustrated with social media therapists. And I mean, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all the things. And you might be thinking, Kat, aren't you one of those? And maybe I am. Maybe I fit in that category. And so at first, when I, I was starting to get frustrated with this stuff a while ago, I wasn't exactly sure why. And so part of me was like, oh, are you jealous? Are you jealous of these people who have become these like influencers And now that their job is to be an influencer and use their credentials and their expertise in that way, and you are doing therapy. And (laughs) I laugh because like, no, I actually really enjoy spending the majority of my time doing real life therapy. Like I like the process of doing therapy. I don't just like the information that you learn becoming a therapist. And so I enjoy that more than making content which there's nothing wrong with content creators. There's nothing wrong with influencers. I just would rather, at this point in my life at least, be doing therapy as my main job 
my thing that takes a majority of my time. That could change in the future, but that's right now how I feel. So I'm like, oh, it's not jealousy because I don't want that. And so then I was like, oh my gosh, is it one of those things where it's like, I hate something that I see that I hate in myself, right? So it's like looking in a mirror. And I thought about this as well for a good amount of time. But here's the thing, because I don't have this feeling towards people like, well, towards all social media, therapisty people, especially people like I think of Brene Brown, like she's never bothered me. I've never thought anything about stuff that she's posted. And I mean, I haven't read everything that she's posted. So that could be part of it. I don't know. But there's a difference, I think, in like people like Brene Brown and then the people that I'm kind of talking to or about right here. And I also throw this caveat, I'm not saying I'm Brene Brown and I'm not comparing myself to her because she's literally, I mean, she's far more brilliant than I am. And I look up to her a lot and she's actually helped me a lot and given me tons of information that has been helpful in my life and my life as a therapist. But Brene, from what I can see, isn't making TikToks telling you that if you self-isolate when you're sad, it's because you grew up in an emotionally abusive home. And if you have a lot of energy and shake your left foot when you're nervous, you have ADHD. Like those things could all be true, but they aren't necessarily true all the time. And they sometimes might even be related. They could be true and not related to each other. Brene is offering real education backed by research that has changed the way people show up in a way that allows humans to be more human, not more scared, not more blaming, not more whatever it is. And if we remember, like, I don't know her real motives for that first TED talk that made her go viral, but she wasn't out there like putting content out to like gain a following. She like did this research and then presented it and then went viral, not thinking that that was going to happen. So her goal wasn't to gain a following. Her goal was to offer information and teach people research that she had developed that has like changed the way she thought. And it's groundbreaking research, what she has done. That's a big difference. The motive, the motive, the motive. And I know I can't judge a motive by its cover, but sometimes you can kind of judge a motive by its cover you know she also i will say this Brene brown really 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 knows what she's talking about she's a lot of times presenting on research she has created and done she's not like oh i read this book and now i'm expert on this no it's like she wrote the book (laughs) so she is the expert on it and she wrote the book based off the research that she did herself not saying that to write a book you have to do your own research i mean you have to do research but you don't have to create your own experiment i feel like i have to give a caveat with everything because this is all just very gray. And uh, how about we just continue the conversation with that in the back of our heads? Like this is all very gray. What I'm saying isn't black or white. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So I hope to function more in the way that Brene does. And to be very honest, I created this podcast. I said it earlier to help people have conversations in real life that I have all the time that have changed my life for the better. And I have these conversations because they're normal to me because I'm a therapist and I want that to be more normal in the world. I want more people to have access to the information because therapy is expensive. The thing is like a lot of what we're talking about, especially attachment, nobody would think to think about it. So I'm like, well, I want there to be a way for people to easily access this information that they would never think to think about. And then that allows them to better their lives in that way. I also, I mean, you clearly know this from the Fearful Avoidant episode is I don't talk about things if I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm limited. And again, I don't want to look like an authority figure. I want to operate as a friend. I also don't give advice. And well, I, I try my best. Sometimes I might throw out a piece, but like the point of this podcast isn't to tell you what to do. You know, I might give advice if somebody's like, what can I do to help approach a friend who I think is struggling with an eating disorder? I might give some tips on that. But when you guys send in questions, a lot of times I'm asking questions back to you because I don't know what's best for you in your life. And there's too many factors. And that's why it's even hard to answer those questions of like, how do I approach my friend? Because there's so many factors that might change the way that I would do that based on those factors. A therapist's job isn't necessarily to give advice. So if you ever see a therapist on social media that's like telling you what to do all the time, red flag. That's not what we're trained to do. We aren't like the experts at like how to live life. We just know how relationships and connection and the mind works a little differently than most people. Again, there are so many factors that go into people's mental health diagnosis and treatment that I can't say blank means blank and you need blank because that could be 1,000 million different variations. There's a reason I think now looking back that licensure exams for therapists, they're so difficult and they're so hard and scary because there aren't black and white answers most of the time. It's just a lot of gray and like you're trying to figure out which gray is better than the other gray. Like there's best case scenarios, but there's not like this is always this. This is always this. You can't have a doctor that just is telling you you should take this medication because you have this one symptom. 
Well, no, you could take a lot of different medications, a combination of medications, different amounts of different medications, and we can't just say the same for everybody because we have different makeups, environments, all the things. You guys have heard me talk about this before, so you might be like, okay, we know. We know why you get frustrated with this. People overgeneralize. They spread misinformation. People exploit information. And so sometimes I get like, almost feel like I'm a broken record. And I think to myself, am I being dramatic? Kat, what do you need to do to like cope with (laughs) social media self-help? And I think one of the reasons that I have never fully felt like rested anytime that I've talked about this is because it, it always has felt like I'm alone in this frustration. So I I just feel like I haven't been having this conversation with people who feel the same way. I've just been having this conversation at people. I like feel like I want to protect my listeners. I want to protect my clients. I want to protect my friends. I want to warn people. But I don't have anybody like warning me or, or warning with me until today. Today, going back to this cult book, the author, Amanda Montel, posted this article and she was quoted in it. It was by the New York Times. I'm going to link it in the show notes. And it was so helpful. And she also released an episode. She has a podcast called Sounds Like a Cult. She actually released, I haven't finished it, but she released an episode about social media therapists. And I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody else is talking about this. Somebody else is frustrated with this. Somebody else is scared of this. Um, Somebody else is wondering if if this is creating more harm than good. And so I want to quote a little bit from the article. And then again, I'm going to put it in the show notes so you guys can read the whole thing yourselves. I'm starting in the middle of this article. So I want you guys to read the whole thing if you're listening to this episode. So the article says, I had someone tell me the other day that the checkout person at Trader Joe's was love bombing them, said Amanda Montel, a language writer and author of the book Cultish. And like, no, that's not love bombing. The phrase semantic creep has been used to describe how the meaning of words changes over time. What we're seeing today, according to the psychologist Nick Haslam, a professor at the University of Melbourne, could be called trauma creep when the language of the clinical or at least the clinical adjacent is used to refer to an increasingly expansive set of everyday experiences. Beneath our collective embrace of such language, Mr. Haslam argues, is in fact a better understanding and in turn sensitivity to the psychological aspects of harm, which to be clear can be a good thing. We're calling out bad behavior that was previously tolerated, identifying harm that was previously ignored, he said. But as words gain useful new meanings over time, they also can lose precision. Gaslighting is now thrown out anytime someone's perception of something is challenged, said Chantel Gabrielle Bugs, a sociologist at Florida State University. So right here in this article, it's talking about how we're taking these words and we're using them and we're overusing them and they're actually losing their actual meaning. And then we're putting meaning to things that don't actually mean that. And a lot of this is because of TikTok and Instagram and our easy access to it and how people are grabbing something. I don't think it's always in an ill-intentioned way, right? Like a lot of this is to help people call out things or talk about things that previously weren't talked about or called out. But here's the problem. Here's another part from the article. We know at this point that algorithms reward outrage and public shaming online. And that, as the Yale psychologist Molly Crockett explained, Those algorithms can't distinguish between language that is proportionate or disproportionate to the original transgression. 
We also know that victims of wrongdoing tend to be perceived as more moral and virtuous than others and that using medical language tends to give a speaker authority, each of which are likely to result in more positive feedback. It's not a huge leap then to imagine that deploying the language of trauma or of harm or of even personal struggle carries cultural capital. There's an economy in knowing that people will have a highly emotional outsized response, says Mrs. Bugs, because they can monetize clicks, they can monetize followers, there is clout in it. That is really scary to me. And you know what? If I'm doing this, I want to know that I'm doing this too. We're becoming these like social media phased humans that are then taking information that was at once correct, like this information, Brene Brown's, this information that is correct, we're taking it and we're spinning it in a way that is going to get us followers, clicks, all that stuff to gain a personal gain rather than help the collective good of the, you know, humanity. And that's scary to me. The issue is you don't have to have credentials to say something that creates noise on social media. We just have to, like they said in this article, using certain language. If we use certain language and then add credentials on top of it, heck yeah. We want help, I think, is one thing that I know. Humans want help. We want to be helped. We want connection. We want to feel less alone. We also want attention, but at what cost? I see over and over professionals using their credentials as a marketing tool to gain money, not to help people. And I think that's where I get really sad and scared. And, you know, there's an argument that they deserve to have a career and make money, but we're not selling socks with like uplifting messages or like phone cases with cute quotes on them. We're not doing that. We're selling information that shapes how people think. And you can just about make anything believable. If the end goal is promised to provide things mentioned above, be less alone in connection, we'll want to believe that what you're trying to sell me is true. And it sucks. I think it sucks. And I don't know that there's a solution other than continuing to talk about it, but I am very grateful that there are other people out here talking about it. I can no longer count the amount of memes and videos I get sent asking if this is true. And I get them sent by clients. I get them sent by friends. I get them sent by literally anybody who has any kind of way of sending me anything. And the shitty thing is sometimes they're true. Sometimes they're not true. And sometimes they could be true. Like it's not black and white there either. So it's not all of this is bad or wrong. It's not all this is bad or good. It's some of it is and some of it isn't. When Nabiha Syed came on the podcast over the summer, we talked a little bit about this and she mentioned there's a difference in information and knowledge. And I think this is really important. There's a reason that schools taught, schools teach currently in certain ways. Like you learn the letters of the alphabet before you learn to read. You learn this before you learn that. And it's because prior knowledge helps us understand future knowledge. TikTok stuff is just thrown around like what will get the biggest reaction. So I'm giving you information that might be taught in the third level class, but you're just getting it before you even know what therapy is. You know, it's like trying to learn calculus before you take pre-algebra or it's taking algebra two before you take pre-algebra. It doesn't make sense. And you're confused. The information might not be wrong, but you don't know how to make sense of it. So I think there's a lot of power and like is the general public equipped to just handle these things that we're throwing out? And I don't know if I have the answer, but I think it's something we should start thinking about and talking about. And I'm even thinking in it about it as I am just did a series on educating people about attachment. And it's like, 
no, I think that you guys can handle that. And I'm not telling you guys this always means this. It's like this generally means this. And a lot of times this could be mean this. But I, I think in the closing of this, I want you guys to be like cautiously optimistic, you know, about the things that you're seeing on the internet and the things that even I'm saying. I, what I'm saying isn't gold because as I learn new information, I might shift and change and my thoughts might shift and change. And I'm a different therapist now than I was when I started. I've learned more stuff and different things have made more sense. I operate differently. So if we can go into life being cautiously optimistic, maybe we can, uh, have some armor to some of this stuff that's being used to like create clickbait and monetize us and all of that rather than really help us. I will again include the article in the show notes so you guys can read that whole thing. And I guess maybe my new tagline will be take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, anyway, all right, this is getting far longer than I expected it to. So hopefully we can talk about this more. Um, and I really want to get Amanda on the podcast because she seems like a very intelligent human that I would like to talk to. In the meantime, you can get her book cultish. I have it on audible and you can probably just order it on Amazon as well. I hope you guys have the day you need to have. And as always, if you have questions, comments, thoughts, send them to Catherine at uniedtherapypodcast.com. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.